Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradictions of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Chapter 10 of the same book. Verse 26. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. But a certain fearful looking for the judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence which hath great recompense or payment of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Justin, I'm going to need a little help. My thought for this evening, or this morning rather, is into that which was before. Into that which was before. It says, if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. It didn't say God won't forgive, but the sacrifice is no longer there, which means you have to go back and repent again. That your original repentance is now undone, and you've got to repent again. Into that, 
which was before. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord God, for your spirit. Oh God, we ask in that lovely name that's above every name that you would do that which we cannot do, Lord. Go and speak to the heart, Lord Jesus. Oh God, that your will would be accomplished, that your will would be done. Oh God, we know that your word is never bound. And we ask, oh Lord God, that there would be freedom in the Holy Ghost in the remainder of this service. Let your word go forth and let it not return void. We thank you for it in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said amen. You may be seated. We find in Scripture, whereas that Paul was speaking, he was speaking about those that somehow or another had grown cold after finding their way to God. That there was a danger that was attached to removing yourself from that which God had revealed and began to make your way backward to that which was before. He said if we willfully sin, that basically there is no more sacrifice that remains. That you must go back to your first works and repent again. Lest you be lost even though you might be still in the house of God. As I began to study for this message, God began to move upon my heart and I began to remember some things. It is possible to backslide in the midst of a red hot revival. It is possible to be lost as the Spirit of God is moving in a church house and there be some that sit on those chairs and pews that could conceivably be lost and undone without God. In Galatians, read for me, Galatians chapter 2 beginning at the 18th verse, Brother Justin. For if I build again the things which I destroyed. For if I build again the things which I destroyed. I make myself a transgressor. I make myself a transgressor. If I go back and I begin to build back the things that I once had repented of. Yeah. If I return back and begin to build back the things that repentance had destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law Uh that I might live unto God. Go ahead. I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, I live. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But it's not me that lives when I'm crucified with Christ. 
But Christ liveth in me. But it's the Christ of God that is in my soul that lives in me. That's what's actually living because my flesh has died and I have repented and kept it under the blood. Go ahead. And the life which I now live in the flesh. And the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith. I live by the faith. Of the Son of God. Of the Son of God. Who loved me. Who loved me. And gave himself for me. And gave himself for me. When we walk with the Lord, we're supposed to be crucified with Christ. Which basically means that we mortify the deeds of the body. And we begin to allow the words of Jesus speak through us and it's not I that lives anymore but rather it's Christ that lives through us that God could be glorified and his power could be manifested in our lives oh help us that we walk uprightly before God being crucified in Christ that he might live and our flesh may die. That's right. Amen. But then he adds a footnote. Yeah. Go ahead. I do not frustrate the grace of God. I do not frustrate the grace of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For for if righteousness come by the law then Christ is dead in vain. If I live a legalistic life, if I follow what the law of Christ has said, but yet there's something not in my spirit that is right, all of it is vain. If I live and look like an apostolic, and I act like an apostolic, and I speak like an apostolic, but yet there's something in my spirit that is not right. There's something that has gone wrong in my spirit, and I have gone back to building things, and things that empires and buildings, of things that once stood that I had destroyed long ago, but now I find myself going back to those places, then everything is in pain, everything is been negated. Uh, suddenly nothing else is, uh, is important anymore because I have lost uh, the very important thing uh, of all uh, and that is the precious uh, gift uh, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I want to speak to somebody. Uh, there's somebody uh, into the sound of my voice uh, that you're walking away from God. You're going back into that which was before. Would you pray right now? We live in a pressure cooker world where the enemy of your soul has determined in these last days that he would wear out the saints of the Most High God 
if it were possible. He's doing everything in his power to drive you away from that which is precious in the sight of God. He's doing everything in his power to drive you back. There are spirits that are attacking the children of the Lord. Say, well, I don't think it's happening to me. Oh, no. I've already seen the lack of faith that is beginning to seep into our congregation. There's fear, there's doubt, there's unbelief, and this is a direct product of spirits trying their best to steal that which was precious in your sight, and that is faith in your God. There are spirits that are coming in this hour to do everything they can to decimate the power of God and to decimate the church of God. God's power cannot be removed, but yet there are those within the church that can begin to go back into that which was before as they begin to become carnal and step away from the things of God. I realize we're fighting spirits. They've never had to fight before, but I encourage you in the name of the Lord to seek after God like you've never sought before and say, my God, I've got to have the power of God in my life. I don't care what price I've got to pay. I've got to be saved. I must be saved. Somebody needs to pray right now. Justin, read me 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, uh-huh. but one receiveth the prize. There's only one that receives the prize. So run, so run that you may obtain. That you may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is, temp- is temperate. In all things. Right here. This is where we are. This is where we are right now in the up to minute for the church. We're striving for the mastery. Mm-hmm. What is striving for the mastery? We're doing everything that we can to master the skill, to be able to fight the enemy, and to please God in the same breath, to do everything that we can to move beyond the forces of hell and all of the trappings that he has placed in our lives. And I promise you, if he hasn't yet, he will place temptation and trappings in front of you to slow you down, to discourage you, to cause you to be amiss. But yet there is still more that God is ready to do in this last hour. And because of the stress and the pressure that you're feeling right now, it's going to push you to your knees and say, Oh God, I've got to have more and a move of your spirit. I've got to have the power.
power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to see miracles, signs, and wonders in my life. I want to see souls born again of the water and of the Spirit. But first, my soul must be right with you, oh God. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. Yes. But we an incorruptible. We're looking for a crown. Mm -hmm. There's an old song they used to sing. It's in your song book. It's entitled, When We See Christ. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. Oh, bravely run this race till we see Christ. Mm-hmm. Come on. Deep call it to the deep this morning. If you have made your way and you have made a movement toward God, but yet today you feel that pulling back that's the enemy of your soul uh, trying to get you to turn back uh, and to go to back to that which was before. Uh, I encourage you in the name of the Lord uh, that you don't listen to the, uh, the spirit of hell uh, that's speaking to your mind right now. Child of God, I warn you in the name of the Lord uh, that the time has come upon us uh, that if we've ever prayed, uh, it is now time that we pray. Uh, it is now upon us. Uh, it is incumbent. Uh, it is necessary that we pray and call upon God in this hour and not go back to carnality which was where we was before. Honey, you can't afford to go back into that which was before but now we must press on toward the prize of the calling which is in Christ Jesus. I therefore so run. I so run. Not as uncertainty. I don't do it just because I ain't got nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not with uncertainty. Mm -hmm. But I have a purpose. Go ahead. So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. I fight not just because I don't have anything better to do. Uh I don't fight just because I'm I'm fighting something that I don't know about. He said, I don't fight as one that beateth the air, but here's what I do. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. I keep under my body and bring it to subjection. Brother Jace, when you get out of bed, Jace Riley does not want to draw close to God. The flesh of Jace Riley would rather do something else 
But you have to work at keeping the carnal desires and the fleshly desires and the carnal nature that we have to wrestle. You see, when you receive the Holy Ghost, God, he doesn't take away those things, but rather you have to keep them under subjection to the Spirit of God. I wish that sometimes, Brother Gary, he'd just remove that stuff where I wouldn't have to fight with that junk every day that I roll out of bed, but I have to fight it every day. Every day is a new battle, and the flesh is there waiting for me. As I wake out of bed, and the devil knows it, and he uses it again, against me and he tries in this last hour just before the trumpet sounds that he could get me to back up and just stay carnal if I can back up and not pray and not stay in the word and not seek after the presence of God and just stay carnal and enjoy the blessings of God then that's fine with the enemy but I'll tell you what that does is put me on the road into that which was before. Paul told the Galatians, he said, you did run well. What happened? What bewitched you, you old foolish Galatians? What happened to you? I'll tell you what happened. They forgot their purpose. And our purpose today is to move closer to God and to continue to reap the rewards and benefits of the revival that God has already promised. I'm tired of talking about promises. I'm ready to live in them. I'm ready to experience them. And God is not a man that he would lie. He's not one that he would just give a bunch of empty promises to keep you hoping and keep you hanging on a rope. No, sir, that's not the way God works. But yet still, we gotta do our part and we've got to seek at the God and say, oh God, forgive me of my carnality. Forgive me of my laxness. Forgive me, Lord, that I have turned my head another way. Would you lift your hands and worship the Lord with me right now? Oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the book of Second Peter, we hear the words of the Apostle Peter, a man that plain spoken, you don't have to scratch your head and wonder exactly what Peter means. He's a man that speaks plainly, plain words. Here we find in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 20 says, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are tangled again therein and overcome. 
the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. If they escape the pollutions of the world through repentance and following after God and obeying God's word, and then they become entangled therein and are overcome by the world. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them to have not known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is returned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Maybe you think this is a dull and boring message, but this message is going to somebody. Whether or not you receive it is strictly up to you. But God's talking to some people today. I have told the story that I'm about to tell many times here, but I feel that I need to repeat it for those that have not heard. It was a young couple that started coming to a church that I once pastored, not here. And he was probably one of the biggest drug users in that area. I'll never forget, I'd go see him. And he, he took a liking to me. I'd just go by and see him and invite him to church. Well, he decided to start coming, him and his wife. And they, they wanted a Bible study. I taught them that Bible study. By and by, they started coming to church. and They'd sit near the front. Eventually, she prayed through to the Holy Ghost. She ran the aisles and shouted all over the church house. He'd come to the altar and he'd pray. Big old tears run down his face. This man never could seem to get anything right with God. He'd pray for a few minutes and he'd get up and go back and sit down. This happened for a solid year. Meantime, I developed a very close friendship with him. I had an antique car. He was about the only one that could work on it. I had a 1950 Buick Roadmaster with a straight eight engine. The engine was as long as about probably close to six foot long. It sat under the hood of that car. It had points in it, Brother Charles. Not many people today are completely familiar with points and how they can get filed and all this, and I'd call him over, and he'd get it running again. And 
helped me with several different projects, just anything in the world I wanted, he was there to help me. Well, by and by, he decided one day I didn't see him at church, him and his wife. And then one week turned into two. Finally, I heard that he wasn't coming back. So I went over to his house. Well, preacher, I've got some things I've got to straighten out. Don't take it personal. It's nothing to do with you, but there's just some things I've got to straighten out. We'll be back, don't you worry. We'll be coming back. And I looked him in the eye because I felt it in the Holy Ghost. And I called him by name. I said, I've got a bad feeling about this. I feel you're going to go further than you've ever gone before. No. No, Brother Moats, that's not going to happen. Me and the wife's coming back, don't you worry. That was somewhere I was thinking around April that I talked with him and time progressed and still he didn't come back. It was this time of year, August. Sister Moats and I were out of town. It was on a morning and my cell phone rang. I answered the phone, and it was this man's mother that attended our church. And I said, hello. I said, Brother Moats, yes. And she called him by name. She said, he went into the bedroom and got a shotgun. At first, I wrestled it from him. Laid it on the bed. And he went back there and got that shotgun. And he walked past his wife and his mother through the living room, them begging him, don't do this, please don't do this. And he goes out and he sits under a tree in the front yard. And he takes that shotgun And blows his brains all over the front yard. I got a bad feeling about this, buddy. Don't do this. Oh, don't you worry. I'm going to be all right. But he literally went back into that which was before. I'm not his judge today. That's not my place, and I'm glad I'm not in that place. But somewhere his soul is still alive because the Lord said, all souls are mine. And there will come a day he stands before God. And he's going to be judged from that which he has done. And God will call his pastor up there and say, you must give an account for this soul. And I'm going to say, Lord, I did everything in my power. 
I had no idea what he was going to do. But I did everything that I could to get him to come and do right. But he wouldn't do it. And now he's beyond the reach of the ministry. There's nothing else that I can do. As I close today, I'm speaking to somebody. You're going away from this presence of God. You're here in the house of the Lord, but your spirit and your heart is not. Your body is here, but your spirit and your heart is wandering away. It's going back into that which was before. You're beginning to allow carnality to creep back in. You're allowing things to get back into your system. And oh, my God, I pray that I can reach you today. I pray that I can reach you today. But there's somebody that needs to respond. There's somebody that needs to say, oh, God, help me, Lord. I must have more of you. I've got to have your spirit. I've got to have your spirit. I've got to have your spirit. Somebody. God's calling you by name. He's calling you by name. What are you going to do about it? You must make a choice. Somebody said, well, I just won't make a choice. I'll remain here and I won't do anything. Then, my friend, you will make a choice that you are continuing down the road into that which was before. You're making your way away from God. You cannot remain in the same place for long. You'll be going either toward him or you'll be going away. There hath no temptation taken you, but which is common to man but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it so preacher I'm having a hard time I'm just having a lot of struggles and it's not as easy as it used to be for me to serve God. Things are hard. Everything's been thrown at me but the kitchen sink. My mind is under attack. And I don't know how to deal with it. Then I tell you what I just read. There's no temptation that has taken you, that is not common to man it's anything that happens to you has already happened to somebody but here's the thing even though there are things that may be attacking your mind and your spirit the Lord says I've got an escape hatch I've got a way that you can escape we'd like for the escape for God to say I'm going to take you out of that I'll remove you out of that but that's not always the case. 
sometimes the escape hatch is in the trouble. It's in the problem. It's in the attack. Am I getting through to anybody today? Stand with me today. I want to open these altars to anybody. You're hungry for God. You need more of God than ever before. And you've been struggling this week. It's been tough. It's been a major skirmish, a major battle. You didn't know if you was going to make it through the week. But somehow or another, you're still standing. Come on up here. Let the Lord minister to you.